Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. Before I put him out, Joe, can we play uh, Ricky Ricardo? Uh, I don't know what he's saying. Ricky Ricardo, to me, is one of the great broadcasters in America. He does everything in broadcasting extremely well. He's a great host at WIP. He's a phenomenal broadcaster in English. He is, I think, maybe even better in Spanish. Here is him on the Eagles Spanish Network at the end of the Eagles game. Please enjoy. Tiene que pasar por el sur de Filadelfia, por el Lincoln Financial Field. Para llegar al Super Bowl, le tienen que ganar a los Eagles aquí en su gallinero. Veremos a ver. Pero los coaches se dan la mano y los Philadelphia Eagles se llevan la victoria con marcador final de 22 por 16, número uno. I can't confirm that uh, he is indicating the game was played at Lincoln Financial Field that the Eagles got the first seat. That was no more That's pretty much what I got out the of The rest too. of it, I got nothing, but he is out of line with us right now. The great Ricky Ricardo. Hi, Ricky. Good morning, Ed. Good morning. Good oh, morning. Ricky, we got a lot of ground to cover here. I just yeah. This is the big question. This is the question we have to get answered as soon as possible before we can project what the Eagles are going to do with the playoffs. How injured do you think Jalen Hurts is? I didn't look. I didn't like what I saw uh, against the Giants. Uh, I don't like the fact that the coach was saying that the, you know the, he was sore. When a coach comes out and admits that the guy was pretty sore, then th- that that gives me reason to worry. Now he is a quick healer, so hopefully in this two week period here, there's some marked improvement in what we get. Uh, next weekend, which I, by the way, Edge, I think it's going to be against 
the Giants. Ooh, that would okay, be interesting, but, but too. But hopefully it's, it, it's a marked improvement from what we saw uh, last right, Ricky, week against that very same team. Ricky, th- what the coach is saying. Mm. Is that, man, we knew it would hurt like hell, but he wasn't going to be injured anymore. If they knew he was going to be that injured, would they call nine straight pass plays to start the game? Did they really? They were so reckless in their play calling. They put him in the line of fire the first nine snaps. Yeah, something tells me that uh, there, there might be some some gamesmanship going on yeah, here. Yeah, we're getting sandbagged. <laughs> They're sandbagging us, Ricky. It's not that bad. I guarantee you it's not that bad. Yeah. Well, in these, in these extra two weeks, obviously, to get him ready for that uh, for that game next weekend, I think he'll be just fine. I think the Eagles are going to pop back. They had their lull. I think this bye week gives them time to refresh, get everything back in order. I think the team that was dominating before the Washington loss, that's the version of the Eagles that we're going to get next weekend. And I'm telling you, I think it's going to be a rematch against the Giants. I don't see Seattle winning. I see Tampa Bay. I'm going to be at the Tampa Bay-Dallas game here in Tampa. I'll be there on Monday night. Brady beats Dallas. But I think the Giants are going to beat Minnesota, who almost beat them if it wasn't for a 61-yard field goal at the end a couple of weeks ago. I think it's a round three turnpike tussle. Giants, Eagles, on a probably on a Saturday night at Lincoln Financial Field. Ricky, what you were saying does not please me. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> why not? I don't want the Giants. I don't want the Giants. I, I think the Vikings will find a way to beat them. I think the NFL would like, well, I guess they would like the Giants because they're a bigger TV yeah. market. But, Ricky, how was your holiday? Did you have a great Christmas and New Year's? Oh, no, no. My Christmas was ruined by there the Dallas is. Cowboys. But I'll tell you this. What? I don't think Brady is going out this weekend. I th- Brady has got the Cowboys number. The game is, is in Tampa. I don't think Brady is done yet. I think the NFC is going to end up being Tampa Bay at San Francisco, New York at Philadelphia, and Brady puts the Cowboys out out to, out of their misery here this weekend, and that just ridiculous head coach of theirs is going to get fired, and probably uh, the, the ex-New Orleans coach, right. Sean Payton, ends up in Dallas. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my responsibility to tell you when you have heard uh, misinformation. Everything Ricky just said <laughs> is correct, <laughs> including the fact that Mike McCarthy is getting fired. I just played a cut of Jerry Jones who said, under no circumstances will he fire McCarthy. Are you going to tell me that Jerry Jones is a liar? Yes, he is. <laughs> 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 right. uh, Ricky, what, I got to know this now. You yeah. threw me off. How'd you get tickets to the uh, the playoff game? Who do you know? Tampa Bay and Dallas? I mean, uh, who Dallas do you know Tampa? in Tampa? In Tampa, I know plenty of folks. They're right across the street from where the Yankees train. So believe me, oh. I got plenty of those connections. All right. What about, are you taking your fiance, Maku? No, I'm going with one of the boys. She could care less. She did uh, well, well, watch the game on TV. No, I'm, I'm going with one of the guys that I grew up with. It's a big football fan. Ricky, how many years you've been engaged? Uh, since you since you introduced us a year later, we got engaged. So that's like ten. About eight, that's like eight or nine years. Eight years. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, <laughs> Ricky, yeah. come on, st- step up to the plate, Ricky. What's going on We're here? We're waiting for you now that you'll have a lot of extra time. Coming up here in the next couple of months. Then we're going to go to Vegas, 
Okay? Oh, and we let me want tell you, you to be the guy that does the set. Remember, you oh, are a, Ricky. Uh, an ordained minister, uh, weren't you? At it, least I you paid, were at one point. No, I am. I paid thirty nine ninety five. I could get that renewed. You but, get, exactly. but this is You get Ricky. renewed, we'll take you to Vegas, and we'll get this done. I want to set. I swear. I hate weddings. I know you I do. would attend <laughs> Ricky Ricardo's wedding because it would be great. You're blessed. All right. I guarantee it. Ricky, you could even get Super Freak there. Well, you're you're all, what, is he dead? Oh, he yes, died. He's dead. Yeah. Oh, he dead. Well, I, but, <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, jeez, I can't really. Do that. All right, back to the football. I'm sorry, yeah. I get I get sidetracked there. Uh, do you think I? I'm going to put you in the middle of this because I'm going to bring this up in a little while. This is a tough one, Ricky. All right, who is more responsible for the Eagles' success this season, Jalen Hurts or Howie Roseman? Ooh, See, that's a tremendous question. Pro Football Talk yesterday named Howie Roseman Executive of the Year. And it got me thinking, oh, my God, A.J. Brown, how much better did he make Hurts? Uh, on the other side of the ball, Reddick, what do you have, 16 sacks? He was phenomenal. All these guys he added, remember, they couldn't stop the run. The next week, they got Joseph and Sue in the middle of the line. I'm going to vote for Howie here, and I want to see what you think. I agree a thousand percent. What Howie Roseman has done in the course of just a couple of seasons, turning this roster over and putting pieces in place to get the most out of Jalen Hurts' talents, I, I think you, you have to tip your hat to Howie Roseman. The way he pulls off the salary cap, everything going forward, it's a very, very happy locker room and these guys get along the chemistry of this team is fantastic the veterans he brought in towards the end Linval Joseph Sue people like that uh, you know whatever contributions they can bring now in the postseason I think are going to shine through Howie Roseman is I think reason number one that the Philadelphia Eagles are number one in the NFC and have a bye and I think in a couple of weeks, we're going to the desert. 100%, oh, man. We're going to the desert, Rio. That's the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, uh, don't take this the wrong way. I only have one other question for you, Ricky. All right. Do you think Philly's manager, Rob Thompson, is handsome? Do I think Rob Thompson? No, Rob Thompson. No, no. Well, you're in- <laughs> you are incorrect. Rob Thompson is the second most handsome manager in baseball. Behind who? Behind Buckshaw Walter is one. All right? No, these are actual ranks done by assessing managers' faces. All right? Showalter one, Thompson two, Francona five, right? Uh, Twelve is Kapler. And you know who beats them all, including Thompson? John Johnson. That's right. Do you think John Johnson's hands? Tell him, Rick. John Johnson is an extreme. I have a man cry. I've had a man crush on Johnson for years. <laughs> oh, no. No, that is not good, Ricky. <laughs> the the most handsome not- manager in baseball has got to be right. G- Gabriel Kapler. And no, Kapler's 12, and Aaron Boone, he's your Yankee guy. He's 13. Yeah, no, Aaron's got that, that nose, that Bob Boone nose that, <laughs> that kind of throws the look off a little bit. And I am ranked 29th among the 30. The only guy I'm better looking is, is Matt Quattraro of the Kansas City Royals. Uh, yeah, well, he looks like the equipment guy that drives the truck. So <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Ricky Ricardo. I am in constant awe of you, my Super friend. Super funky. Be Monday well. night, baby. Be well, Ricky. Dallas Thanks. at Tampa. I'll be there. But All it's right. going to be the Giants, Ed. 
I think I may be booking Ricky for next Tuesday. Rio. We'll see there what he go. thinks. He'll be there. Uh, Ricky, absolutely. Ricky, thank you, my friend. Be well. Anytime. The, see great, the great Ricky Ricardo. Well, on tonight, by the way. We'll do the overnight tonight. Oh, he's on the overnight. Put Maku on it. <laughs> I will do that. Propose to her on the air. I will do that. On your last day, we'll do it. All right. We'll see him. <laughs> well, he already proposed to it. Yeah, he yeah that, that part's done already. I don't know. Uh, uh, Eight-year engagement. It's not really an engagement, right? Uh, well, you know, see, look at this it's point. It's not an it's, engagement. You know, they're they're not starting a family. Yeah. They're, you know, a little bit older. So it it's just some people just don't like to refer to their partners as girlfriend or boyfriend when you get a little bit it older. sounds better to say fiance. Correct. All right. Now, uh, uh, next week, I think Monday, we're bringing in a couple mm-hmm. that I did. I put together the whole way. Okay. They were not even dating when they visited, and I felt the sexual tension between them. Oh, what? Oh, God, that's how did you approach this conversation? Right. I, just, I just, I jumped in the deep end, and I just said, I just want you to know, her name is Mackenzie. Mackenzie, that man that you came in with, who's your friend, yeah. he wants to be a lot more than friends. And here's the great news. They're about to get married. Wow. <laughs> I am their Uncle Angela. Oh, you're a shaman. You may have a calling when, when the radio business is yeah, done. You know what? I, I may start my app. Matchmaker. I'll have an app for matchmaking. Move to Vegas. It'll be a Tinder, <laughs> Bumble, and Bumbler. Oh, you're in Bumbler, definitely. <laughs> I'm on Zach. Zach is out of line. Hi, Zach Ray. Hey, Mark. How you doing? All right, Zach. So, so you just heard Ricky. He watched the Giants. Who do you want this game? I want the Cowboys. Yep. See, I think we need the Cowboys, Zach. I got to get that taste out of my mouth. Exactly. That Christmas Day game left me disgusted and distraught. And you know what else I need? I need Jerry Jones here in his luxury box with a sunken face in the fourth quarter when the Eagles are up three touchdowns. That, to me, makes the whole season worthwhile. I could not agree more. Oh, Zach, we got to do it. All right, Zach, I got great prizes today. I need you on Kiss a Ginger Day. This is a day where you should try, if you know somebody well, to kiss a redhead. Who is your favorite redhead, Zachary? I'm going to go with Lucille Ball. Ooh. Lucille hmm. Ball. <laughs> hmm. He went old school. Really old school. You know that, Rhea, are you aware that she was not an actual redhead? Well, that doesn't surprise me. You know, are you aware that she is the one... That is responsible for. Let me make sure I get this right. Star Trek. She is what? She, the she ran a studio. Desi Lou. Desi Lou Studio. They came to her with with a pilot. I think it had gotten rejected by many people. Wow. And she kind of greenlighted it. Wow, that is good. So wow. I think she's the reason for it. Please understand. Rhea uses part of a TV <laughs> podcast with Jay Black, yes. jayblack.tv, and she is full of that type of nugget oh, of information. There's all kinds of useless information. That woman is stored That's with incredible. nuggets everywhere. I like Star Trek. I didn't know that. Wait till you hear Rhea on British television. Ah! By the way, one of the one of the uh, documentaries I mentioned on that show before, yep. The, the missing Vatican girl? Yeah, yeah. Because of the Netflix show, they are reopening the case. How about that? It got such a huge you know, audience worldwide that they've reopened it. When's the last time you went to England? Oh, God, it's probably been 20 years. You'll I love it. 
Well, I was hoping that the that the Phillies weren't they doing a game over there? If the uh, is it the MLB? Oh, you will go when they go. I over. was going to take Clark if they had gotten selected. It's a great trip, yeah. Barrett. You ever been to London? No, I haven't. What are you waiting for? I don't want to go to London. It's really cool. There's some really awesome stuff. No, I don't want to go to London. The royal family. I, well, who cares about that? <laughs> right. I mean, this I'll be honest. Can I be They honest? don't care about each other. I now. didn't care that much, and then I saw Harry on uh, 60 Minutes. You like the drama. You know what I said to my wife? I like Harry. Oh. <laughs> it's cold there. I'm on Team oh, Harry. I'm totally Team Harry. I'm Team Harry. Yep. Team Harry. I'm not Team all the other people. No. 215 <laughs> 215-592-9494. When we return. Oh, what do we got next? This is going to be... I'm going to... I want to throw this out. We got Dr. Fish coming up. And Dr. Fish is worried. Love Dr. Fish. That if something bad happens to this playoffs, the entire city will go into a deep depression. Uh, yeah. yeah. He will give us tools to avoid. All right, 723 is the time. If you missed it a while back, we were talking about a poll that has come out, uh, the most handsome major league managers. Rob Thompson of the Phillies is number two. He gets a very high ranking on something they do on an app where mm-hmm. they evaluate a lot of different segments of your face and come up with it. I am just above an aardvark, all right? <laughs> I am, I am aardvark? a aardvark. I am a 5.5-something, oh. which is not good. Well, right. it's out of 10, right? Now, what so. I have done is I have now asked Ava Graham quietly to assess my wife's head. I did. Actually, I did Delaney You first. did my, my granddaughter, who is really beautiful. She is so cute, yeah. Delaney. How'd she, she do? She got a 9.52. See, that this is, yeah. Great. Wait, but understand, she has none of my gene pool. That Thank is my goodness. that is my stepdaughter and my son in law. Daughter is beautiful. They're, they're beautiful people. <laughs> but he is my concern. And uh, B- Brad Brooks was just helping me with this because he uh, he made a lot of money in football. But now his wife out earns him. And 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 at once Al has always said I got upgraded because I had money and that. <laughs> but wow. now very soon, like in a couple of weeks, I'm not going to be making any money, zero money, no income. If my wife is an eight and I'm a five. Right? Yeah. I'm done. My days are over. Uh, she's going to look at every guy and say, he's better than a loser I'm with. Are you with me, Barrett? Well, hey, man, you, put your you, mic you got, on. You, you got to well, know, man, when you outkick your coverage, you got to make sure you put it down so you no, don't have to worry see, about it. See. Eventually, I, you outkick your coverage, and then they return one for a touchdown, and you're screwed. <laughs> right. That's would you, what I'm worried Would about. you like if we, throughout the show, would like put something, like put a wig on you? or No, here's the thing. You are so haughty because you got a high score. I'm trying to help you. Right? No, you're not. Johnson, you have never tried to help anyone your whole life. A five out of ten's not bad. You're a troll. <laughs> You're not a two. You're a troll. All right, anyway, Ava Graham, what is our current read on our question of the day? By the way, you need more pictures of Gail on your phone. I know. Well, I, there aren't any on here? Like, hardly any. What's that about? How many uh, pictures of Bentley? <laughs> There's, there Check are, with Cindy Webster. <laughs> She's are, got a bunch no, of them. I, I, I have some. Cause oh, you are, do? Good. Yeah. Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Minor fender bender or major accident. Armin Chevrolet's Collision Center will make it right. Find your roads at ArminChevy.com. How injured do you think Jalen Hurts is? 69% say somewhat. Somewhat is winning. Yes. All right. Uh, what is second? Hardly or very? Very. Very is second. Yes. How many people are getting sucked into that line of thinking? Yeah. I mean, so 14% hardly at all. See, that was, that was uh, Barrett Brooks. 
Barrett does not swing a lot of votes. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So a lot of people are buying it. But 69 is a big number. That's 7 out of 10. That's a lot. Come on. All right. Well, I do know what I'm talking about, though, see. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Dr. Fish, Dr. Joel Fish, uh, he is a a psychological genius. He has the Centers for Sports Psychology throughout our area. And he tries to anticipate emotion even before it's fully experienced. So he emailed me after Monday's show because we were talking about glass half full, glass half empty, and Dr. Fish is totally glass half full. And he goes, this is a dangerous situation Mm -hmm. because the expectations are unusually high. On the line to have us get ourselves ready for the possibility of disappointment, the great Dr. Joe Fish. Hi, Doc. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning, everybody. All right, so Doc. Uh, take the temperature of the city right now. Are expectations too high because the Eagles are the number one seat? Well, the expectations are really, really high, obviously. And, you know, all week long, what I've been hearing from fans is a mixture of excitement and worry and anxiety. And to me, it's all about the expectation. This is not the Phillies from this year. We were happy for the Phillies to get to the World Series. If they made it great, we were able to rebound from their loss. But when your expectations are high, the Eagles have led from beginning, middle, and anything less than a Super Bowl is going to be considered a failure. So the worry, the anxiety, I think, has to do about the fear of disappointment. And there's a lot of that right now. Well, this is not going to help the situation, uh, Doctor. Uh, Ray Dittiger, who is beloved in this town, made it very clear yesterday on WIP what his expectations are. This season, for as great as it's been, if they don't get to the Super Bowl... Who's going to feel good about it? If the Eagles do not make the Super Bowl, Dr. Fish, was this season a failure? When you have your expectations, winning is the only thing, yes. And, look, even with you, Angela, with all the emotions you've expressed this year, what I heard in terms of anxiety, worry, tell me if I'm right about this. A couple of days ago you said, we're 14-3. and three. We're the number one seed. This may not happen for another 30 years. That comment to me was around anxiety, around worry. And that's what happens when the stakes are so high and the expectations are so high. It's a long drop down if things don't work out for the Eagles. 100%. So, Doc, I was thinking about what we said we were emailing, and I realized how I handled this kind of situation. And it is that if something disappoints me, I identify who to blame and attack, right? Is this healthy? Well, yes, I think that's your, your <laughs> M.O. there. And, and, and I see where, where that's where the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator are already coming in. Yeah. Angelo. I, I think you've identified them. And, and, and a lot of us, when things are complex, we try to sort of simplify it and find a target. But underneath that anger, I would suggest, is a lot of worry and anxiety. And I, I think we just, over the next few weeks, have to learn how to manage that just 3 or 5% better, which we always call the mental edge. See, the two weeks helps us in some ways. We can get healthier, and we can get better. Um, but the two weeks also, I think, fuels anxiety. It, it leaves right. a lot of times for what if. What 100%. if hurts? What if, what if Matt, you know, Lane Johnson? And, and so we're going to see somebody play really well this weekend, too. And so I just think the two weeks we have to watch out for because it may be helpful from a health perspective, but it's a way to fuel some of that what if anxiety. So we have to find some ways to get through this Saturday and get to the following week, no matter who we play. So, Doc, here's what I have learned about football and Philadelphia in the past year. 
because I'm taking all these emails. And during games, Doc, emotions are raw. And the emails are flooding in, and most of them are very negative, right? And I'm thinking, even and then the Eagles would come back and win, but they wouldn't. People react so much more to something they don't like than something they do like. Is sports a mechanism to express rage you have bottled up about other things in your life? Is that what I'm seeing there? Well, I think it can be some of that, but I think we've got a lot of old wounds in this town. You know, I've grown up and watched all these games like everybody else. Rhea, you're, Rhea's been talking about Joe Jervicious for all these years, right? <laughs> she Rhea? still is. She I still know. sees him running. I know. So, so I, I, I think in, underneath, you know, that sort of focusing on sometimes the negative, there's a lot of old wounds. There's a lot of disappointments, and we don't want to be disappointed again. And the beauty of what the Eagles are putting us through right now is they, they, there's an excitement to, to get to the finish line, just like that team five years ago did. But underlying that, especially when it's win or failure, there's a lot of old wounds and disappointment that I think come out in a lot of different ways from people. And that's what we're hearing in our our calls right now. All right, Doc, last thing. This is critical. So the Eagles are getting ready to play a week from this weekend. And uh, and all these expectations are so high. Is there anything a fan can do to protect themselves against the deep depression and frustration a loss would would bring if they lose in each of the first two rounds they play. Well, I think first things first. It, it you know depends on the personality to, to get through these next few weeks. If you're more of a logical person, mm. let, let's embrace the facts here. They're fourteen and three. They're the number one seed. Um, they've been very resilient. Hurts no matter how hurt he is. You know is that personality that finds a way to win. The veterans, Kelsey, when you have him on at eight o'clock, these guys are hungry to win. Okay, there's a good chemistry. So the way to help us deal with our anxiety and worries, if you're logical, is to embrace the facts. If you're emotional, the facts don't take, make much of a difference because, you know, that what if takes over. What if something bad happens? What if this? I, I think the plan for people that are more emotional, we know sometimes they're just to find a keyword, key phrase that helps center them. But what if trust this team? But what if? They've done it before. They can do it again. But what if we may not have all the answers, but we're going to find a way? I, I think positive what ifs. What if this team does something extraordinary? Those kinds of thought processes for emotional people, I think, help us to just handle our emotions just a little better, whether we win or lose. And that's just what I think is a good plan for people over the next few weeks. Because these next few days are going to be full with a lot of different emotions. Doc, I, I know I'm in the emotional category, so I just need a word. And the word I'm going to use that will focus me in case things go wrong, the word is Gannon. All right, so if anything <laughs> goes bad, I'm blaming the coordinator. I think I got it. Doc, this is going to work for me. Doc, you're a G. You said it's for sports psychology. Look it up. Dr. Fish, you're awesome. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Gannon. 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 That's healthy, right, Johnson? That's what's going to work for you? Gannon. Really? I, I got a little more out of that. Than I that, have man. a different word that usually right. goes in front <laughs> of it. What word is... Uh, all right, yes. The word in front of it, I know well, Rhea. You've often expressed it to me during games. Does that have four letters sometimes? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always four letters. A couple of choices within the four letters. Joe's up next. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys today? Joe, we're good. Do you have somebody you want the Eagles to face? Yeah, we're going to watch a lot of football this weekend. What should we be rooting for? 
I want revenge on the cowgirls. There it is. See, I know what I'm talking about. I... That's the best case scenario, Joe. Absolutely. And the Eagles will not lose that game here. They will not lose it. It's not possible. We'll crush them. Ah, and then we get to watch them in their torment. I get to take a call from Lamont telling me how, oh, it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad. It's going to be great. Joe, that's the best-case scenario. Absolutely. All right, Joe. Joe, uh, it's Kiss a Ginger Day. Give me a great redhead. Cassandra Patterson. Peterson. Cassandra Peterson. Elvira. Oh, Elvira. All right, put that down. Johnson. I've never seen her as a Johnson, redhead. where are we right now with the redhead? Uh, we have Chelsea Clinton, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, Emma Stone, Julianne Moore, Lucille Ball, and Elvira. Have, have we right. ever seen there her as a redhead? two on the list that may win something. But you are not near my number one, and you are not including any men. And I need to include a redheaded man based on recent developments. That's all I'm saying. No more. 215-592-9494. When we return, I got to ask a question about Jeff Lurie and Doug Peterson. Because Jeff Lurie talked to Marcus Hayes and told him how much he's rooting for Peterson. And how are you rooting so hard against a guy you fired? All right, uh, 41. I, I am infatuated with this uh, assessment of faces and how Rob Thompson's number two in the manager's list. Uh, I am uh, uglier than 29 of the 30 managers. <laughs> and my wife, my <laughs> wife is in the top 10. She's almost an eight. Yeah. My wife is almost an eight, and I'm a five. Rhea. Now picture me no longer earning any money. Slogging around the house all day. Five as, doesn't go into eight. Five doesn't go into eight. You're a hundred percent right. Five does no longer go into eight. Yeah. Remove the wallet, and a five is done with eight. And that, now, for those yeah. going to see me, and you got to go, what the hell am I doing with this loser? Now, but here's the problem, though, and this is what a lot of people aren't aware of listening right now. You have gone overboard with this. You are so upset at your grade. I am upset at my grade. You are asking everyone here at WIP to go through their photos on their phone and to grade anyone related to them. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I try to get you, Douglas. He's not even on this show. He's on a different show. (laughs) I try to get him to provide his head. Now, what are you looking to find? I'm looking to find someone who is below me. (laughs) And all I have so far are two rhinoceroses and an aardvark. Do you have any pictures of Bentley on your phone? No, let me tell you something. Bentley's on my uh, wallpaper. Can we find out what Bentley grades? Look at what Bentley. He's no, he's a he's a beautiful dog. Can, do they do dogs, Ava? I don't know. Because let me tell you something about Bentley. <laughs> what he's if, the best looker in my house. What if, what if Bentley gets a six? <laughs> no, 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 Bentley's Can we not get Doctor Fishback on the line? Getting a six, I'm filing a lawsuit against that. <laughs> Bentley is the looker in my house. Nothing against anyone else. Excuse Not me. Excuse me, Gail. My Gail. wife is gorgeous, but Bentley's next level. Well, oh I just showed God. Barrett. Just saw, uh, just saw Gail for the first time. Barrett, what did you say to Angelo? He's definitely outkicked his covers. No, I'm done. You said I'm done. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something, Barrett. You're probably done, too. I did. Because your wife is hot and she earns more money than you. It's over, pal. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> it's a wrap for me. All right, let me get to this other thing because uh, I don't understand it. All right? 
So uh, somehow Marcus Hayes got a minute at least with the owner after the game on Sunday. He got to talk to Jeff Lurie. And I guess he was asking. It almost sounds like it was like a little uh, light conversation when you meet a, a guy. And uh, he said, uh, are you watching your former coaches coach this season? And Lurie said he had watched Doug Peterson on Saturday night when by winning, Doug won the division his first year at Jacksonville and ended up going to the playoffs. And uh, Lurie's comment was, I watched, I watched, and I was rooting so hard. Hmm. And I read that and I went, you were rooting so hard for a guy that you fired two years ago. Correct. A guy who won you a Super Bowl. And then there was another quote in this column Marcus had done where uh, Jeff said, I root extremely hard for Doug and for Andy Reid, which indicated he's not rooting so hard for Chip Kelly. But okay, <laughs> let that one go. All right, but here's the thing. So he's rooting really hard for Peterson and Reed. Well, P- Reed got 14 years yeah. here and didn't win a Super no. Bowl. And he's rooting real hard for him. He's rooting real hard for Doug. And he fired Doug two years after Doug won a Super Bowl. I don't understand. But nobody dislikes Doug. Except for Doug maybe is Carson great. Wentz, but he's a jackass. All right. but uh, so, so then why did you fire him? Because he wanted to, he wanted to pick his own guys. Remember, he earned listen, that. Uh, I I didn't want him to pick the guys he wanted to pick as coordinators. Remember the guys. I understand that. Yeah. that. I remember all those losers, yeah. and I the, agree with them that they didn't want to bring him the in. The Eagles court. made the right decision. If you look at where they are now, <sighs> did they make Barrett? Did they make the right decision? I, I think that Doug wanted to get out here more so than anything. I mean, after dealing with Carson Wentz, dealing with not being able to pick his coordinator, having that that Wednesday meeting or that Tuesday meeting with Howie mm. and the owner, I mean, you you should have to go through that as All a right. coach. Do you think Nick's having the Tuesday meeting? Yes. You think he is? Yes. And do you think Nick is taking more seriously the suggestions of the people above him? I think so. So Doug would listen to them, but then he would do what he thought was best for the team because that's what a coach does. Absolutely. Not good enough. You've got to listen to them and do what they say, which then makes them pseudo-coaches themselves. Well, I mean, they played – what was a backup quarterback to, to Wentz, and, and they lost the game, and they brought Jalen in. They took Jalen out the game. Yeah, and that's that was the they, Washington right, game, Barrett. the tanking game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sudfield. Barrett. So last week, the Tuesday meeting, yes. they're in with uh, – Lurie's there, Howie Roseman's there, and uh, uh, what's his name? Nick Sirianni's there. Are they saying to him, Pass the ball, even though Hurts is hurt. Are their instructions so specific at these meetings that he has no choice but to script plays that favor the pass over the run despite the health of the quarterback? It's greatly influenced. That's greatly influenced. I mean, you hmm. got, that's not good. Well, you heard what you heard what he said. He said, "Well, we we understood after we lost the game against Tampa Bay, yeah, that you need to have a passing offense Absolutely. to go into the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah. No, and, I know he said that, but it made no sense in the moment. Even if you're trying to establish what a great passing team you are this year, you're not going to do it in the 17th game of the year with an injured quarterback." Right. That is not logical unless you are getting instructions from above. This is the way we want it done, and Nick is following what they tell him. Oh, evidently. Well, I mean, it, 
if it's I just working the way under- it's working, 14 wins. And and I don't understand how Reed got 14 years without winning the Super Bowl. Doug only got five. Made him a lot of money. Because Doug remember, Reed, back. Reed ran the show. Yeah. Oh, he, so once they got rid of Chip, then Chip came in, he ran the show, and they went, so nobody else it. is running exactly. the show. Exactly. That makes more sense. Chip messed Rhea, up You're everybody. the most logical person on this show. That's frightening. To low bottom. <laughs> yes. <clear. laughs> Gary's up from Whitehall. Hi, Gary. Morning, Ace. Morning, everybody. How are you? I'm great, Gary. What's on your mind today, pal? Bring on the Cowboys. There it is. See, I know what I'm talking about, Gary. This is really what we want, isn't it? Exactly. They ruined Christmas, and they deserve to get smashed at home. Oh, and I'll tell you something, Gary. I am just as confident, if not more confident, that the Eagles would beat the Cowboys than that they would beat the Giants. I actually yep. rather have the Cowboys. I would like the Vikings to beat the Giants because they scare me more Daniel Jones scares me more than Dak Prescott. Oh. Yep. And, uh, hey, uh, Tom, you made before, uh, <laughs> Jerry Jones' face can't sag anymore because he has so much work done. I would like him to be so sad that he requires another facelift. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I like it, oh, Gary. Yeah. Gary, give me a red hat. Oh, well, well we're going we're gonna to take you right there to the head, that low-hanging fruit. Let's go with Prince Harry. Prince Harry. Prince Harry. Let me tell you something. I don't know. I don't follow this stuff. My wife loves it. You know I follow it. You love it. Yes. I watched the guy for 30 minutes, 35 minutes on 60 minutes. I like him. Here's the thing is, if you watch The Crown, which you know I've also watched every season, that family's been a hot mess for 100 years. Yes. (laughs) And you now are seeing a lot of what's going on inside. Now, I had one other thought I thought I should share. Okay, and what's that? I'm watching him. I got to understand. I got a high definition, 82-inch screen. Harry needs to see Dr. Glatt. He, yes, I agree with that. Failing your thinning hair because his brother yeah. used to be a really good-looking guy. Then he lost all his it's hair. In the family. He, they, he apparently has trolled his brother about losing his hair. What? Look in the mirror, oh, he does Harry, You're right behind he's him. He's right behind him. He needs to. He you needs need to get hair replacement in there. Uh, he's got that thing right there. You're seeing a ton of scalp up in there. And he's got a mm. drop-dead gorgeous wife. Hello. <laughs> Well, that's see, that's the problem right worry. there. That's he right. said, hey, you can mess with me, but don't mess with the wife. Why do you think in the yeah, early exactly. days I was with my wife, Gail, I got breast reduction surgery? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes. God. The way your mind works. What is wrong with you? I'm laughing at it. It's a fact. You think I'm making that up? No, he did. No, I'm just, I'm just, I mean. I got, I got uh, uh, what's his name, Dr. Davis and Cherry Hill. <laughs> Well, I don't. Th- what are you doing? No, they they sucked it out. I know you didn't have to like. We went live through the, the motions. We went live as, and then they put it on channel ten, and We're I saw what he was doing there. So thank God I was under anesthesia. So what's going to happen after you retire? Then I'm actually thinking of getting more plastic surgery. <laughs> Start by taking your you have out time. Of your ass. Wait, is it too late for this nose? <laughs> On the line with us is our TV critic, Richard Glazer. Hi, Richard. Hey, good morning. Happy New Year, everybody. Same to you, Rich. What's hey, on your mind today, pal? Can I give my redhead first? Oh, please. Ch- Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Oh, she's spectacular. Rich, is she in every single movie oh and TV God, show now? She's everywhere, but she's worth it. It's, it's amazing. I well, love her. I got a theory that this Oscar Isaac, she did scenes for a marriage with him in the TV uh, miniseries last year. I think uh, they're an item. 
behind the scenes. Just as speculation. They're both happily married, but I've seen their spouses, and I think <laughs> something's happening there. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Anyway, um, I'm reviewing Dope Sick today. Dope Sick. It's a one-season, eight-episode miniseries, which first aired, actually, back in October of 21. Yeah. Uh, this, this series is, is up there with Ozark in terms of its intensity and excitement. And I admit, I've been real late getting to the dance on this one. It has taken me a long time seeing it, but I'm glad I finally caught up with it. Currently on Hulu, 89% Rotten Tomatoes. Story deals with the widespread Oxycontin opioid addiction crisis in America. This crisis, if you remember, morphed into one of the biggest scandals in drug history, U.S. drug history. It's great. It's a great. Stars Michael Keaton, Rosario Dawson, and a terrific actor who I never saw before. His, his real name is Michael Stuhlbarg, and he plays Richard Sackler, who is the evil. Oh, and, that the, guy is a villain. Oh, he's good in that. Yeah. What about the, a man? Uh, isn't that Amanda Seyfried? Isn't she the main character? No. Elizabeth Holmes? No? No, 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 no. You got the wrong story. I'm that's sorry. Ther- that's Theranos. Oh, that's th- that's different. I'm sorry. That's I guess a different scandal. This, this is dealing with uh, uh, Purdue Pharma. Oh. But uh, this guy plays uh, the evil and greedy president of Purdue Pharma, which is a company that manufactured and distributed this addictive uh, pill, yep. which uh, takes the name Oxycontin to the public. And uh, they would, you know, dealing with people who are totally unethical—the sales reps, the doctors, oh, who, cus- who typically lie to their customers and uh, patients about the drug safety—and they market it as non-addictive when, in fact, it was extremely addictive. Rick, uh, Rich, you are right in singling out the guy that played Sackler, because I did not know who that guy was either. And don't you want to punch him in the face? He's. He's really one of the most evil people I've oh, ever seen in the movie. And Keaton is phenomenal. How yeah. great is Michael Keaton? I love it. Dope yeah. sick. Honored by Richard. Richard, stay online for uh, Jessica Chastain. She's in my winner's circle. I love her. The more I see her face, the more amazed I am by how perfect it is. Yeah. And she's in almost everything. Everything. I mean, she's, yeah. There's a thing I haven't seen yet. Uh, uh, Armageddon something. I'm a getting down or something. Uh, and, and she's in this, and she's un, she's unbuilt. She's not. I'm a getting down. I'm a getting something. <laughs> I'm a get. I'm a getting time. I'm a getting down. <laughs> wow. So I'm a getting now. Something I don't know what it is. Nick is on a live for the Northeast. Hi, Nicky. Hey, good morning, guys. And real, what's up, y'all? Hello. What are you thinking, Nick? What are you feeling this morning? Um, the Eagles. I'm really not scared of anybody. I mean, the Cowboys ruined Christmas Eve, but the Buccaneers ruined our playoffs last year. Okay. Um, the Vikings stink. The Giants stink. Cowboys stink. Uh, Niners stink. Wow, you're, you're feeling stink. pretty good about our chances if all these teams I just, stink. I really, really, really just hate Jerry Jones, and I hate that, like, everything about him. And I hate that Prescott's real name is Rain Dakota, and no one calls him Rain. I love it. I love it. Nick, Rick, give me a... <laughs> <laughs> that, Rick, Nick, give me a redhead. Uh, Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. Uh, I got to oh, say, wow. that's a cartoon. Yeah. Does that count? Wow, it counts. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I mean, that's perfection. You can't deny it. 